You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello, America. Welcome to another edition of Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on AmericasWebRadio.com. Coming at you, it is uh, it's another dark day for uh, you know the the country as a whole as we were recovering from another mass shooting from somebody that we really don't know what his motivations were and you know the more that gets peeled back on this las vegas shooter i don't want to say the names of these people anymore because frankly i think that sometimes the fame and the notoriety that comes along with with horrific actions like this is what drives more people to do so um but you know a lot of folks woke up monday morning to this uh, tragedy and the amount of of deaths and injured people is just uh, just stunning that so many injuries could be manifested in such a relatively short amount of time by somebody that they're saying acted alone. Um, you know, I think we should wait till more of the investigate investigation facts come out before jumping to so many conclusions as uh, everybody on the social media mob and the political pundits wanted to yesterday. Frankly, it was disgusting watching the left try to politicize something so quickly and just with such a pervasive attitude. You know, when you when events like this happen. You have to mourn uh, the folks that have fallen and knee-jerk reactions and and demands to inhibit the rights of law-abiding citizens should be the last thing that we go for. But clearly the left, they have no morals, they are depraved, and they are willing to do anything and say anything to push their agenda um, jumping to conclusions, and if you, if you look at this, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to speculate too much on it now because it is under investigation. But from the outset, it looks like this guy was a law-abiding citizen. His brother was interviewed in Florida, and they were dumbfounded that he could have engaged in this. It was amazing how quick the media were able to find everybody involved, though, David. I, I don't want to be conspiratorial here, but... Uh, it just, you know, the, the amount of evidence that's piling up, um, you know, are people just able to hide their insanity? Are people able to hide that they're crazy from people, from others? Is that, you think that's that's possible? Or you're just able to say, hey, I'm living a normal life. I think that this, it, you can say it's a failure in the gun laws, but who's more to blame here? Isn't Mandalay Bay security somewhat to blame here? How does somebody knock out windows on the 32nd floor with hammers and not have immediate security sent there? Why is there security on the windows? Well, I would just think that that kind of noise would... Double windows, and most people don't exactly bring a glass cutter with them, you know. (laughs) Or hammers. Or a hammer, he does. You know, no, uh, no, if you think about it, he, he cut the glass and... I haven't heard, but I would assume pulled it in, not pushed it out, uh, unless it was at the last second before he started firing. Mm. It, somebody downstairs, 32 stories down, could have gotten clobbered, or you would, I would have thought you would have damn well heard a bunch of a big glass break, yeah. Yeah, breaking around you. Yeah. yeah that's, and I, I don't know where people's heads are. Uh, <laughs> Well, I do. I have my own opinion of that. But, um, 
you're not going to stop it changing any laws. You know, somebody is dead set on running over you, they're going to run over you. Right. If they're dead set on shooting you, they're going to shoot you. This guy was dead set. It, I mean, it was not just... Let me back up. Yes, I think he could have just clicked and gone over the edge. But in clicking, he thought it out. It was all premeditated. Uh-huh. He knew what he was doing the whole time. He was just not eating a fruitcake. Um, and people keep saying, oh, my God, he had room service, and, and they came in to clean his room. Why didn't they find the... Well, you and I both have had room service a lot of times. They're not going to go through my bags. If I ever caught them going through my bags, there'd be such a suit on the hotel <laughs> that, they, you know, they couldn't... So Right. They're normally in a hurry trying to get from room yeah. to room, and if they have no reason to suspect... That this guy's about to, uh, and I saw some other conjecture about this, David. That you know, people bring a lot of luggage to Vegas. They have a lot of photography equipment. There's all sorts of things that Absolutely. I get. I mean, the average person when they're objectively looking at this, because I mean, I can say, how could somebody bring up 13 guns to a, uh, a hotel room without anybody noticing? I mean, Vegas is one of the most secure regions of the country. I would imagine. I would imagine everything is on camera, so we'll probably have footage within a, a you know a few days of him. Right. Going back and forth, and we'll get to see what size, you know, these packages were. If if it should have aroused suspicion, uh, you know, the old the, if you see something, say something. But uh, you know, in Vegas, people are are distracted by other things. They're not. What are you going to say? I saw a guy carrying bags. Yeah, I mean, there's they're like gonna they're going to say, well, we've seen lots of people carrying lots of bags here. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty. I'm still incredulous, though, that the I guess the action was able to take so long for them to get it get up there. I just uh, you just think that somebody in Mandalay Bay would have heard the commotion and that they have their own security there. I mean, Mandalay Bay is a luxury casino; it's not some dive no, casino and hotel. So they you would think they had some fail safes. And again, this is. Uh, another thing to point out is we're seeing finally uh, some real damage coming from the main uh, the mainstream media losing their credibility because I see a lot of people seeing facts uh, allegedly reported on CNN and, and Fox and whatever and people just aren't believing it. That's pretty dangerous that we're not even believing what's supposed to be credible news. You know, you've got the Alex Jones and the InfoWars people out there saying it's there's somebody on the fourth floor shooting at the same time. I saw some YouTube stuff like that. That's the one of the dangers we have now. People are going to start creating their own news, and it's going to be hard to figure out what the truth actually is. Well, <laughs> I, I think you just brought up an incredible point. And that it wouldn't take much to be yelling wolf over here and something real nasty happening over here. Mm -hmm. You know? Everybody runs over to see what's happening on the right-hand side and the left-hand side blown to hell. So, yeah, and and it would be your social media, your YouTubes, or your whatever. It could be... the evolution of fake news is upon us, and oh, yeah. people are creating their own uh, videos of this. And there were so many videos of, I mean, there's 22,000 people there, so who's to say 
that this person's footage of them running away from it is, you know, and somebody else is doctoring theirs. There's just so much to have to sift through here that uh, I really do think we need to give it you know, several days for the investigation to run its course. I did read something in a credible letter or a credible uh, source that said he had wired $100,000 to this lady's family in the Philippines or to the Philippines, This the woman that was appearing in the pictures with him. So police are eagerly waiting her return back from the Philippines, which... You know, if I'm her, I may not come back after. I mean, you know, unfortunately, who knows what the, what evidence this this guy left? I, um, I look at it from from. I don't know if it's an interest standpoint. Or I I just in my head, I I can't. I I just can't imagine. Now, now if that was twenty thousand North Koreans in the parking lot, yeah, I'd break the glass and start shooting too. You know, mm-hmm. but. I, I can't imagine why, and and I can even see, you know, it's sort of it's, it's sort of like ISIS and all this, if uh, and the IEDs and all this kind of stuff, and and the Boston Marathon. If you make me mad or you hit me, and I decide, well, I'm going to get rid of Greg, you know, mm-hmm. I can understand that. I can, right. that, that I can appreciate or at least understand, but just to randomly kill people. Uh, that in a war, yes, but this I just can't. Yeah, what did it get? Right, and the and the left is also mad because apparently the pallor of this guy's skin being white. We're not calling him a domestic terrorist. I, I mean, I think it is an act of, it's an act of terror, mass murder. I don't have a a problem calling that. What I will say, the difference in a terror terrorism is an ongoing. Uh, campaign and this guy until they can trace him back to ISIS or, or of course ISIS declared responsibility for this we'll have to see if that's true but the a terror campaign is an ongoing propaganda campaign we won't be seeing this guy next year posting videos of himself shooting and saying I can't wait to bring death to America again so that I don't I, I'm trying to figure out why the left is trying to pick apart that angle as well so obviously they've got their, their they've got the gun grab out there um, that, you know, frankly, and we're going to have Jerry Henry on the show at 2.30, and he's going to explain a little bit about, you know, the difference in automatic weapons and the AR-15, which doesn't stand for assault rifle, by the way, and semi-automatic weapons. It sounds like this guy was able to purchase a lot of guns, and then... and then uh, You can purchase the parts to turn it into automatic. Right. Just like, you know, I know the the M16 is what I trained on, and uh, it had a switch for going from semi-automatic to automatic. Um, in Vietnam, very all of, you know you see all these movies, and everybody has it on full automatic, and they're going through. You'd go through a, a magazine, a clip, in you know two seconds. Right. We never, ever, you never, ever had it on full automatic. You just you just wasted ammunition, you know. And most people couldn't hit hit the side of a barn on full automatic right. anyway. And, yeah, uh, this guy. But you can buy. You can. There's nothing, and this guy evidently was very well off. 
Right. He had and just bought a house for $370,000. Again, they have been able to find out a lot of information on this guy within 24 hours. It always amazes me. When the uh, media wants to be investigative journalists, they sure as hell can, can't they? I mean, they can find every... They found this guy's brother in like six hours in Florida, had him interviewed. They had uh, the tax records on his house, the, the two airplanes that he owned, all this information on this guy. It was almost like somebody sent a dossier on him. But, you know, it, 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 the one thing it does say in proofs is you want it, you can buy it if you got uh-huh. cash. And, uh, you know... I, and if you like you said, if you buy something, uh, a gun that's w- semi-automatic, automatic, whatever the scary terms the left want to use, you can't. Scary, but scary. you can buy something that will change the design of it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're. I mean, everybody's now an, an expert on weapons, thanks to Google University and Facebook University. So. We have that to look forward to for the next few days. But again, I would ask folks to please temper their opinions on this and wait till more of the investigation comes out. We may very well see uh, what kind of motive there was. This guy reportedly was a, a pretty active and avid gambler. Um, so we may see a true motive come out. There may be, there are ties to uh, some kind of terrorist group. Who knows? I would also be interested, we'll take our commercial break then. But uh, I would also be interested, David, in, in scrubbing all of these serial numbers on these weapons against the guns that were given to the Mexicans in the Fast and Furious case. I'd be real interested in seeing if, the, if somehow some of those guns made it back across the border. It makes sense. These guns were bought in Arizona, New Mexico, and uh, Nevada, so it would certainly make sense that some of them could have come back across the border. And we could charge over? I was going to say, I would, I would be real damn interested in seeing what kind of trace traces we can make on this. Anyway, we'll be back in a couple minutes with our uh, first guest, Chris West, who's running for uh, Republican National Committee. Man, you are listening to Graceless. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Do you have problems with sinus pain and pressure? Do other people smell things that you don't? Have you lost the joy in eating because food just doesn't taste like it used to? Is your nose always stuffy no matter what you do? Maybe you have sinus or nasal polyps. These are generally benign growths that occur from chronic sinus infection or allergies that are either undertreated or have not been treated at all. At Peachtree ENT Center, 
We specialize in minimally invasive balloon dilation sinus surgery and correction of a deviated nasal septum and turbinate reduction surgery that can be done in the office. We use a state-of-the-art equipment so that you can see the problem. You will be a partner in your care, and together we will decide the course of treatment. We believe in old-fashioned medicine, where we take the time to fix the problem, not just medicate the symptoms. You can rest assured that all options will be offered before surgery is recommended, because Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And hello, America. Welcome to uh, back to Greg's This Live, the home of serious journalism. Wanted to welcome our friend Chris West, who's the uh, Georgia GOP 8th District Chair and a candidate for uh, Republican National Committee man to the show. Chris, how are you, man? I'm doing well, Greg. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to make it through uh, another week that's off to a hell of a start. So uh, one of those... I remember me and you had chatted a little bit on Saturday, and uh, you know, next thing you know, we're waking up Monday morning to uh, another uh, horrific crime here in the United States. So it puts a puts things in a little bit of perspective, you know. It it certainly does. Uh, what a tragedy. I mean, uh, you know, I guess it's part of the, the price that we pay for living in a free society, a, a great country like we have uh, to enjoy our our many rights. Uh, one of which being, uh, you know, critical one, the, the right to keep and bear arms um but uh you know like i think you were saying over the uh, commercial break maybe you you can't legislate crazy you can't have a a law for everything there's uh, no telling how many how many laws were were broken in the um with uh with with tragic incident but but what a tragedy uh my, my heart prayer prayers go out to those those folks so many so many fine of our so many fine people um, what a senseless, senseless tragedy. It, it really is. So, um, you know, and it's, you know, it's one of these things where we're always kind of um, at a battle with, you know, the left who loves to exploit tragedies to try to, you know, in, in, infringe on, on law-abiding citizens' rights. And to me, that's kind of the, the worst side of this is their attempt to, to leverage this tragedy and uh, manipulate it uh, for their own end. And, um, you know, for us as, as Republicans, Republicans who appreciate the rights, we have to kind of have a constant vigil against this, but we also have to be measured and, and, and show our respect uh, for what happened. And I don't think the Democrats did that, and I think that their arguments now are muddled. They, they want to blame race. I saw some article talking about the white privilege of the shooter, and uh, I just, you know, it's just appalling what they're trying to do with this. And with you running for, for national committee, man, that's something that, you know, obviously the RNC has to look at as, you know, how do we message events like this properly as well, you know? Well, that's right, and I think the, uh, the critical, <coughs> critical point for us is to be leaders, to, uh, to set the tone and set a good example of, uh, of what we would hope that, uh, that the folks on the other side would do. Uh, just to recognize this was um, uh, either an, an individual who was deranged or had uh, very very tragic motive. Uh, I've heard some folks mention terrorism. I haven't seen anything uh, that would lead to that. Um, obviously, it's, it's probably one of the two. Either he's deranged or has a, some hatred for Americans. Because he looked at the victims of the tragedy, and uh, they were just—they're just people of, of all uh, of all different uh, backgrounds. Yep. 
and geographic uh, diversity of, uh, from people really from all over the world. Why you would want to inflict so much harm um, is beyond yeah. me. But and, us, yeah. and then, you know, obviously in this rush to be first to report, um, and I, I one of the uh, other issues I was pointing out was we do have this... It's uh, evolution of, of folks now that don't believe even uh, published articles from credible news media, and they're kind of believing what they want to believe, and I think that this is really the first event that we're seeing kind of the manifestation of this rise of fake news and people looking at saying, well, that's CNN. We don't, we don't like what they report, so they, they can't be right about this. I'm right because this is what I want to believe, and I, I see a real danger um, now that the media has, has really kind of created their own uh, problem by losing so much credibility with their biased reporting and now we're, we're really seeing uh, the after effect of that what a great point you know there there is a responsibility uh, you know I, I think about Walter Cronkite and uh, the, the decades that he was uh, the main, a mainstay of, of news and credibility that, that Americans could trust in uh, a little bit before uh, before my time, but uh, we're we're a long way from that when you think about the, the folks oh yeah within our mainstream media and what a shame. Yeah, as soon as uh, you know, as soon as we switch to this, you know, echo chamber where if you're on the left, you watch MSNBC; you're on the right, you watch Fox, and and then if you're supposedly in the middle, CNN is skewed far left there, uh, and and they've just had so, such an anti-Trump sentiment that people have really tuned them off, and uh, I think it's just really done irrevocable damage to our media. The same damage that that Richard Nixon bought, brought to the presidency with his, uh, you know, his cover up and and, and the whole Watergate scandal. I think the mainstream media has done that to themselves as well. So we've destroyed credibility in the executive office and now in the mainstream media. So I, I don't know where to go, but uh, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about uh, what your uh, goal is here, the 8th District GOP chair, and with Randy Evans being nominated to be the ambassador to Luxembourg. Uh, that means Randy will be um, relieved of his duties or relieving himself of the duties of national committee man uh, to the Republican National committee so um, what uh, you know what kind of goals do you have uh, you know in your race to become the uh, the next RNC committee man well thank you it really is a great opportunity for our state to have somebody like Randy who is a great spokesperson for our conservative values uh, to be elevated to a position of uh, ambassador to Luxembourg to have the opportunity to uh, showcase Georgia abroad Randy will do a fantastic job of that. I'm excited about what potential economic development opportunities that could arise uh, from uh, uh, Randy's uh, reach to companies that uh, are in Europe that need a strong workforce, which we provide here. Uh, and I think it's a great opportunity, and I'm very proud for him. I think President Trump did a fantastic job in appointing Randy. I really could think of, of nobody better. And um, so... Yeah, we're excited to be able to offer ourselves up. We've had a tremendous amount of people. It's incredibly humbling the folks that have reached out to us and, and uh, encouraged us to run. When folks have heard that we were running, um, that they have uh, reached out and offered their support. And we'll be doing a rollout of uh, supporters uh, in just a few days to, to show the strength of our organization. And uh, it's tremendously exciting. Uh, for, the, for your listeners that don't know, this is a uh, traditionally... The, uh, 
this seat would be elected at the state convention of the Georgia Republican Party. The unique situation this year is that due to the way it will fall in all likelihood, it will be determined by the state committee of the Georgia Republican Party at a called meeting. So you've got about 170 folks that make up this committee that will make the next determination of who that individual is. And I'm offering myself up, my background and experience, to be able to, one, really I kind of have three goals. One is to support the president and his agenda at the RNC. We need members of Congress that really need to get in line with what the president is doing, particularly our leadership. Secondly is to defend our conservative values at the RNC. You know, the RNC is made up of folks from all over the country, and some of the members, perhaps from states up in the northeast, may not see things like we do down here. So it's important to be able to articulate a strong conservative message, and that's what we intend to do. And then thirdly is to broaden the base of support of the Republican message, taking that message to a wider audience, a younger audience. Now, that doesn't mean we water down our message. I think, like Reagan said, we unfurl our banner of bold conservative colors, and folks that don't realize, like younger people typically, that wouldn't realize that they are they are conservative or Republican. Maybe they don't identify themselves as Republican, but if they actually have a conversation with somebody that articulates the message, they may realize that they are, in fact, Republican. They believe in things like limited government, like lower taxes, strong military. These are values that a lot of people that are under the age of 40 may call themselves a Democrat, but then in reality hold these values as really they're Republicans. So those are the things that we want to focus on. Is, are we are we hurting a little bit because of the lack of uh, action on uh, you know something like the Obamacare repeal? I mean, does that for me that hurts our credibility immensely? And is that something that you know the RNC can work and say, look, Susan Collins, uh, you're always in a competitive battle. Maybe we won't give you ten million dollars unless you can show some some movement on this issue. Because you know, I, for me, the the danger of not doing anything is far worse than, than actually repealing it because alienating a bunch of, uh, of left-wing, left-coast liberals, they're not going to vote for us anyway. But guess who is going to be the most uh, disenfranchised? It's the folks that believed in Trump's message of make America great again and repeal some of these big onerous government programs. If we don't do that, those folks aren't going to come back out and vote again. I think that is the message, Greg. Look at what President Trump did throughout the Rust Belt state. Places like Michigan, uh, Ohio, what, a 10-point win in Ohio. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. But we won by 10 points in a battleground state that we, we that Romney lost, that uh, um, McCain lost. Uh, so it's for him to win by 10 points shows that kind of the heartland of America believes in, in what he stood for. We need the people in Washington to also believe that. That, that's exactly right. And to your point, it takes leadership at the RNC to stand up and say, "Look, let's let's get in line with the president's agenda." If we're Susan Collins and we, uh, she's maybe worried about uh, a re-election campaign. Well, you know, what what have you done in the last 
uh, four years. <laughs> Nothing. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let, let's get something done to make this country a better place. We've got a president who is trying to get things done, is bringing an outsider's perspective, a businessman's perspective. Of let's, let's get over maybe some of the, the, the folks on the other side and have uh, uh, some uh, uh, personal uh, disdain for our president, whatever. Well, I, I don't understand it. Uh, but if they listen to his ideas, this is what this is what this got him elected. This is what the American people want, and we do need leadership at the R. Yeah, we do. Up and, and say let's let's support the president. Yep. Well, listen, Chris, we got to run. I know you got a two thirty, and I've got to go talk a little bit about some cold hard facts about gun control at uh, uh, with my next guest, uh, Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey. But I know you're going to be in Atlanta uh, this Friday, or the Atlanta area. And where can people meet you on uh, Friday? We're going to be at the Hilton uh, in uh, Marietta, and uh, I think at eight o'clock. So I look look forward to seeing folks. There, come on, come on out. And, uh, yep, the Georgia Federation of Republican Women have their meeting, and uh, we'll put some information out where you can go out and meet Chris. And hey, man, I appreciate you calling in. Have a great uh, rest of your day. We'll see you Friday, okay? Thanks for your time, Greg. Appreciate it. When we'll be back in a couple minutes on Greg's List. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Yeah, so that was a, a very harrowing event. I mean, in, in your generation, that is, you know, something that everybody remembers. We're talking about uh, Walter Cronkite and that era of journalism versus the modern-day journalism. There's A, there's just a lot more news organizations now than there were back then, right? I mean, you had, what, the three major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. You didn't have Fox back then. Uh, you certainly didn't have the cable news networks. I think the basically you got home, and on the box you had ten channels, maybe, right? Black and white and all that. <laughs> so... 
but I- even though the media back then did try to put forth their own opinion sometimes, they were still more broadly trusted than our media today. And you can thank people like Dan Rather and Brian Williams and others that have blatantly lied and gotten caught doing so. But uh, we're going to talk to a very credible news source uh, on a nice segue right now. Our friend Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey is on the line with us to help um, kind of sift through some of the the BS and the and and what the real facts are in this. Anytime we have you know a mass shooting like this, it's always uh, it's really scripted almost. It's it's appalling how the left tries to exploit things like this, but it's entirely predictable. And uh, Jerry, I know you've been probably paying attention to some of this just because of the mass amount of weapons that they say they found and also this guy's this Las Vegas shooter's um, conversion of maybe some of the, the weapons he bought into weapons that could be more uh, lethal. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of get your general opinion of kind of what your feedback is from, from watching this. Um, I know we probably need a lot more information, but what's kind of your initial uh, response to, I guess, the media's um, treatment of this and also what kind of, you know, weapons this guy had? Well, I'm not sure what kind of weapons he has. By the way, thanks for having me on. Hey, good I, to talk to you again. You I, too, man. We haven't I, talked in quite a while. But I know. I hate. I hate that it has to be something like this that brings us back. But every time I see oh, just I this, this, you know, this media um, coverage of something that I don't think they truly understand, I always try to get no, some don't. somebody like an expert on that can help. You know, pour some water on their. Uh, on their well, I'm not much of an expert, but first thing I would say is that that I would like for the media and uh, the progressives, the Democrats, or whatever they call themselves nowadays, to wait until the blood gets at least dry on the streets before we start jumping to all these conclusions. Mm-hmm. Every time one of these things happens, it's, it's a dastardly thing to happen. Nobody nobody is happy over it. Nobody uh, wants these things to happen. And we all feel, uh, especially gun owners, feel real, real pain because of the fact that so many people want to jump on our case now because we're the ones that we're bad guys just because we have firearms. They don't take into account the fact that somewhere around 150 million people or so in this country have uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 400 million guns and they didn't do anything yesterday. But uh, regardless, when I first heard the shot, the recording to the shot, I said, they said it was a fully automatic weapon. I said, no, I believe that's a bump fire because that's what it is. They, they, you could buy a bump fire stock, which may get it outlawed after this, but uh, what it does is it, when you pull the trigger for a, uh, on a AK-47 or AR-15, I believe it was using AR-15, uh, the, uh, the concussion from the, or the kickback from the uh, AR-15 uh, bounces back and forth with this, this stock. The stock makes it bounce back and forth and makes you pull the trigger faster. And it, it sounds similar to a, a fully automatic, but it's not as fast. And if you listen to some of the recordings of that, you'll see that when it starts off, it's faster. And it, the rate varies as it goes through. The rate of fire varies somewhat from one end to the other. And by the time, uh, if, if that were a fully automatic, it would just go and it'd be over with. It, it, you know, it doesn't take long to go through 50 rounds or 100 rounds. 
Now this uh, this would I, I just pulled this up. Three. They have these uh, slide fire uh, AR bump fire stocks. Cabela's has them listed for sale for I see one for one sixty nine, one here for two eighty. Um, you know, and and just as far as you know, the next the, this next battle that we're going to have to fight is this is this something that we should as as uh, Second Amendment supporters is this something that we can rationally defend is why somebody would need it because this looks, this seems like an accessory, not an actual weapon. Well, it is an accessory, and it's not an actual weapon. It it gives the um, it gives the average guy like me and you who don't have the twenty five thirty thousand dollars to go buy a fully automatic weapon, which is about what it takes now, and then pay the two hundred dollar tax to the treasury, and then wait uh, you know anywhere from sixteen to twenty two or three months to get the the papers and the approval from the. Uh, ATF for you to have that fire and the sign off from the county sheriff, right? County sheriff has right. to give you the permission oh, yeah. too, right? And that's, that's correct. And, and so, with these things here, they're not uh, like the fully automatic, but they do give you an opportunity to go out and and kick around and have a little bit of fun. And that was the whole purpose of us for more sports shooting, just so that we could enjoy ourselves down at the range, uh, and and not it, it's not anything that's going to hurt anybody uh, other than uh, you know people don't like the fact that you can shoot that many rounds in a short period of time I myself can't afford to shoot the rounds until some of those things will <laughs> run through there because you you run through some money in a heartbeat you know when you're shooting automatic weapons but uh, it's something that in my opinion should still be legal but you know we're, we're not sure how how that's going to play out with the ATF I know they just got through uh, banning one manufacturer a couple of weeks ago, and they may come back and do these. But it, it's another thing that bothers me too is they were saying that that they were using silencers. Well, as you and I both know, there's the si- there's not a silencer; it is a suppressor, and it lowers the the uh, decibel on the uh, the magnitude of the the volume of a, a firearm when you're shooting it, and it takes a uh, it takes a, a AR-15 or AK-47 down about the level of a jackhammer. Now that's not silencing it in any way, but it's not doing damage to your ears, and that gives the the gun prohibitionists another thing to complain about because they're afraid we're going to uh, they're going to make well they're saying make silencers legal. They are legal. The bill that's before Congress now would make it. Uh, to where you and I could buy one like a farm. Right now they're uh, class three, which is the same as the fully automatics are in. And for in order for you to go down and buy a muffler for your farm that will drop the level down to about 105 dB, uh, it takes you the $200 tax stamp plus the same amount of time to go through the ATF and be fingerprinted, get all the paperwork stuff with it. And then you have to carry that paperwork with you. Uh, the whole time, and this would just make it where you fill out a 4473 like you do when you're buying a a pistol or a rifle, and then you could pay your money and go home. Mm-hmm. So what, what? I mean, what kind of gun control would have? Again, we don't have all the facts on this guy, but I mean, what you know, there. What would have stopped this from happening? I mean, I can't think of anything. This there guy is seems not a law. There is not a law that is written that has ever been written to work to take evil out of men's hearts. It, it, the evil is not in the firearm. The evil is in the person itself and, and his actions to what he did. And the sooner we start blaming the proper 
person for that, which is the guy who did it, the, the guy that went out there and, and shot the people. That's the ones that are responsible. You and I aren't responsible. We're never going to be responsible for it. But they try to make, they being the gun prohibitionists, try to make us responsible for it to right. all the eyes of the voters so that they can get more gun control. Yeah, immediate, yeah immediate, immediately they were sending out fundraising emails and uh, sure. posting stuff about who the NRA is supporting. And uh, Jerry's right. been the uh, executive director with Georgia Carey, which is, um, and, and uh, I guess, how, how would you best describe your y'all's group as, as compared to, like, the NRA? We're, uh, we're the best uh, grassroots Second Amendment organization in the state of Georgia. We're, we're the ones that get things done down here uh, through lobbying. We're the ones that got the, the uh, campus carry just passed, uh, HB uh, 292 passed, and HB 62 years ago, the guns ever were built. We're, we're the ones that have gotten the gun or the gun uh, bills that gave us more freedom in Georgia passed since 2008. So... Right, and and normally, and we have facts that back this up, actual statistics, uh, it's normally the criminals that obtain guns illegally that are causing the problems. Um, the criminals weren't exactly paying attention to the campus carry laws that were in place. They don't exactly pay attention. I'm sure that the guns were probably not allowed on the 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay. Um, I, well, not, they, well I, I would disagree. They probably were. They were, okay. But they didn't realize that anybody was going to be able to break a window and start shooting at people 32 floors below. Uh, and I don't know how you would, would even, you know, how that would even come into play anywhere. If you're, you're renting a hotel room 32 floors above the ground, you don't think somebody's going to go out there and, and knock a hole in the window and start shooting people. But uh, as far as getting them into the hotel, I believe they were legal uh, for him to take them into the hotel. Uh, there's an awful lot of people that go to shooting sports events uh, throughout the country, and they may carry 10 or 12 guns with them when they go. Gotcha. Uh, uh, that's not unusual. So, and, of course, they were in bags. They were in, in uh, uh, bags when the bellboy took them up to the, to the uh, 32nd floor. Right. You know, so I, I don't think he did anything sneaky about that. He just went and did it. Again, the thing was, how do you stop a man who says, I've got it figured out, I'm going to go to the 32nd floor, and I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to knock a couple of holes in the window, and I'm going to start just shooting at people down there. Yeah, how do you I, stop that? I, you I don't, don't stop it. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know a way um, to do that except to put uh, cameras on everybody's uh, person and follow them around and uh, have Big Brother watching them. That's probably the well, only you, way, you right? Still, but even doing that, you can't tell what's in their mind and, and what they're thinking and what they're doing. Maybe two different things. You know, it just you can't pass a law that will curb evil. It just can't be done, and it doesn't matter whether it's you know. One of the things too that uh, I've been pointed out about this particular shooting when you stop and think about it this is a typical weekend in uh, chicago illinois well 50 people being killed on a weekend in chicago and and of course and of course they want to blame the fact that uh, the surrounding states of illinois is where you can get all the guns that's what the politicians in illinois say it's not it's not our it's not our endemic population it's the fact that you can go to indiana and then take guns yeah. over. So once again, we have a case where gun laws are broken. They're being transported across state lines illegally. That's but the That's criminal right. doesn't really give. That's right. They don't care. I was going to finish that you sentence, know. but we're FCC. I know. I finished, <laughs> I finished it in my mind. I'm sure <laughs> 
do. Uh, maybe I know you better than some of the listeners. Anyway, uh, I agree. I agree 100%. The criminal doesn't give a rip. He does what he wants to or she does what she wants to and go on about their business. There's never been a law passed for the criminal or against the criminal because he doesn't care. Yeah. And Jerry, here, I got a question for you. We may want to let's go and take our our break here, but I'm going to kind of set this up. So this this bump firing, which I I I never heard of this. I I mean I'm a big proponent of, of freedom in this country, and I, and I do not think that you should take rights away from law-abiding citizens in response to insane people, which I, which the left loves to try to do every time we do have a horrific incident like this. But to me, if they do outlaw this uh, bump firing uh, accessory or uh, device it looks like this is something that could be made at home um so just uh, kind of think about that a little bit it just it, it just looks like something that anybody that that has some kind of engineering um aptitude would be able to figure out a way even if they made this illegal and i'm sure there's yeah. a bunch of these still out on the market so many of these have been sold already i'm sure nobody's just going to hey i'm going to turn mine in now that it's outlawed so they're still going to be yeah. out there but uh yeah let's let's think about that for a second and I'll, I'll get your feedback when we return on the other side of the break you are listening to greg's list affordable health insurance was the promise of obamacare but for many the government mandate caused more problems than it solved This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
And welcome back to Greg's List Live, the home of serious journalism, only on America's web, webradio.com. Got kind of a another somber topic here to talk about, and uh, unfortunately it's one of these times when, uh, you know, the left tries to politicize everything. Uh, we got to see um, Hillary Clinton opine yesterday with three tweets that were sent out, which uh, just, hey, I'm so glad that that lady's not our president. Um, I just want, I just had to lead with that part. We're here with Jerry Henry the executive director of Georgia Carey, one of the top uh, Second Amendment uh, rights activists in uh, certainly in the state of Georgia and also probably in the southeast and the country. We're talking about, uh, you know, when we're trying to negotiate some measures of, of, of gun control with the left, they basically, their end goal is to, to take every gun from everybody in the country. That's, that's their goal. That's where their position of negotiation starts with. Um, y'all's uh, position is to never cede any ground but be happy with incremental gains, which is a little bit that's different. Uh, we've had the left immediately blame the NRA. They've blamed everybody except the shooter. They eschewed personal correct. Responsibility once again, but I will say I think they may end up, and I'm trying to predict their behavior, which is always a difficult thing. But they may look at this bump firing mechanism, which again I had never heard of, and I, I would be willing to say that most folks, even if they're big time Second Amendment supporters, had not necessarily heard of this or know much about it. But it looks like this um, bump firing mechanism has been fairly controversial for a while. Our friend Diane Feinstein has been railing against it for years. I think they may try to make that. An issue um, in the next, uh, you know, in this next round of debate. We have had some discussions, and I say we, mean a couple of friends that, that have been on the radio quite a bit in the last couple of days. Uh, we we agree that uh, that that might be one of the things that they'll try to take away from us once they determine that's what it is. Of course, I'm not sure if they want to admit that it wasn't a fully automatic weapon because every time you have one of these these. Uh, mass shootings, such as as this, as the Pulse down in uh, Orlando, as the, the San Sandy Bernardino, Hook, etc. Yeah. They're all, from the news, the first reports is they're all fully automatic weapons. And, of course, none of them turned out to be. So I'm not sure that they want to cede the ground that this wasn't a fully automatic weapon because they have recordings of such. But the thing of it is, you, you said before the break that uh, somebody could probably make one at home relatively easy well it's easier than that <laughs> if you take your thumb and stick it through your belt loop and you hold the rifle down at your waist and you pull the trigger that that arm will do the same thing it'll bounce back and forth at a rapid speed and you will be able to shoot that rifle to where it sounds to most people like a, a fully automatic without putting anything on the gun you can do it just by the way you hold it Hmm. So, so just just uh, using leverage and physics, you can take a right. semi-automatic and yeah, we, have it repeat or, or fire faster yeah. than if you were individually pulling the trigger. Sure, sure. because uh, what happens is the, the <clears throat> farm, when you pull it, of course, when you pull the trigger, you know, there's a little kickback. So it's going to move back, and then it's going to hit your hand. It's going to bounce forward, and, and, you know, it just goes back and forth like a, a swing set or something right quick, like bang, 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 bang. And uh, instead of you having to sit there in a normal position, having to squeeze the, the trigger each time, uh, that's basically the difference between that. And what this uh, bump firing device does, you put it on the stock so that when it shoots, it does the same thing with the stock doing it instead of you having to hold it down. The, the only difference is that with a bump fire device, I can hold it up to my shoulder with, a, with using my thumb. It has to be down at my waist. 
but you know if i'm if i'm still of the type if i'm of the mind that's going to go in and try to to shoot a whole group of people there's nothing to stop me from doing that because when you're trying to shoot you know, somebody said something to me last night so that guy was a pretty good shot hitting those people from the distance I said, what do you mean you're you're throwing lead down there at a very rapid rate it's got to hit somebody mm-hmm. you know and he, he didn't just hit one or two or pick people out he was just shooting a whole bunch of lead down there and i i think it'd be interesting if we ever find out how many rounds he went through but he I'm, i can assure you he went through several rounds and uh, uh he, he's got to hit somebody especially in a crowd like that so you know and how do you stop it again i nobody has come up with a good way to stop it and if you look at at uh if you look at what some of the the country such as the UK, etc., have done by banning ga- guns. They haven't gotten rid of violence. They've just changed the method of violence. Right. So, uh, you know, the law is really. Yeah, and, and and I I think that uh, you know the left their their trust in big government is what leads them to think you know what we'd be fine if only the government had weapons they they don't uh, and 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 comparing us to almost to any other country really in the world uh, the f- the few that are bigger than us uh, China has a communist uh, government that's totalitarian. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, India, which you know, I <laughs> I don't know a yeah. whole lot about India, except for ninety percent of their folks are, are, are in, in vast poverty. I'm sure that uh, guns are, are able to be acquired there, but uh, you know, trying to compare us to Great Britain when we have three hundred and ten, three hundred twenty million people, uh, a relatively porous southern border, where who knows what kind of weapons are coming right. across the border there. Right. I, I I would be very interested in hearing the the liberal defense of why they don't want to secure the southern border, which could have all sorts of guns coming through, versus let's crack down on the law-abiding citizens here. I want to hear that rationale. Well, you, you know what that rationale is. We, we law-abiding gun owners aren't going to vote for that. But if, if you <laughs> let me come in the country here and, and let everything go, I, hey, I'm going to be your buddy. I'll vote for you for a while. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason. You know that as well as I do. You well... And your political show. Don't you think it's going to be interesting to, to track some of these guns that uh, this guy, I think, just went to several different gun shops. Some of the gun owners have come forward and said, yeah, you know, I talked to him and he seemed like a normal guy. He passed the background. He passed all of the checks and balances that we have in place. Right. So we have no idea. We can't read somebody's mind in the future. Um, apparently, this guy's own brother didn't know. And he, the, that interview was like, um, it was really... You're kind of scary because the brother said, well, we don't really talk very much, but I also know that my brother wasn't involved in anything politically and doesn't know anything about guns. So apparently there was yeah. some kind of disconnect between uh, the family members there. So, Well, I believe the brother was in Florida, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he said yeah, that, so, you know, we don't you know, talk we don't talk much, but he said, right. you know, that this couldn't have been my brother. It's just so shocking because my brother doesn't have any political or religious um, proclivities, and he doesn't know anything about guns, which I think yeah, it looks like that that part was not so true. No, I, that, that part does not pass the smell test as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but like I said, the, the, you know, they they being the uh, progressives jump on us immediately to try to to throw the blame over here but yet when you stop and look at statistics uh there are more people die per day from drunk drivers in this country than do from uh criminally you know from homicide homicides in in this country Mm -hmm. there are more automobile deaths but when you are there more uh, excuse me there are more uh, firearm deaths but when you take 
the uh, the 67 to 70 percent of deaths from firearms that are suicide out of there because that you can call that violence all you want to, but that's that's self perpetuated violence. You take those numbers out of there, and you take the uh, the justified viable homicides, then you get more people from uh, DUIs are, are killed due to uh, accidents with or due to uh, firearms than you do uh, well do with alcohol than you do with firearms. Right. Yep, those are the unpleasant statistics, and um, you know, from my point of view, you know, I think uh, I think the the left is going to certainly try to uh, bring up this. Um, you know, they always they want they they call everything an assault rifle. Uh, it was pointed out to me that we oh, yeah. we've we've avoided them be calling this a long rifle. I'm sure you remember everything. Every gun is a long rifle, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, but you know the thing about that is. And they want to do that, that's fine, but when you stop and, and look at the deaths uh, each year from long guns, and that includes all rifles, that includes AK-47s, AR-15, uh, all hunting rifles, etc. There are uh, there are fewer people killed by those firearms than there are by hammers in this country. There are, fewer, there are more people killed by uh, fists than there are by weapons of opportunity, basically, right? That's correct. So, the, in my opinion, they're going after the wrong gun to begin with. But you know, they look nasty and they they uh, they look mean, and so therefore uh, they don't they don't want us to have them. But the, in the end, the whole thing is gun control is not about guns; it's about control. Because if they can stop us from defending ourselves, then they can do anything they want to. Right. Well, I got to say, they pulled up some facts here. So people, you know, they want to call everything a machine gun or an automatic gun. Since 86, the U.S. gun makers have been prohibited from manufacturing civilian guns uh, capable of firing automatically. Uh, there's relatively right. few machine guns in circulation, and they're held mostly by collectors who pay up to tens of thousands of dollars for them. Uh, ATF records show that 11,752 machine guns are listed as held by gun owners in Nevada. Now, that's, that right. doesn't seem like a lot of machine guns to me though um but uh, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of it to me either <laughs> and the only way you or i can get one is if we have you know twenty twenty five thousand dollars and can buy one from somebody else another interesting fact is that we know of two incidences where fully automatic weapons have been used in situations uh in criminal situations criminal acts and one of those was by a police officer so that's not anything that's going to jump up and, and bite anybody in the, in the tail because it doesn't happen. Right. And they've basically, we already have gun control on these types of weapons. I do think that they're going to be going well, yeah. after this uh, bump fire. Jerry, we got to wrap up our show, but as always, I appreciate your uh, expertise on this matter, and uh, you know, I just, uh, I implore folks to wait for this investigation to, to finish up a little bit before jumping to a lot of conclusions, and let's, let's not let the, the acts of a few crazy people uh, infringe upon the rights of law-abiding citizens. I agree with you 100%. And I, I appreciate you calling me and uh, inviting me on anytime. I Absolutely. Can Let me know. Jerry Henry from Georgia Carey. You've been listening to Greg's List. Hopefully next week's show will have a, a little bit of a happier uh, theme to it. We'll see you then. Hey. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.